everybody. I'm playing compulsive over here. Um, so grateful to be here for this opportunity to be of service. And thank you, Nancy, for asking me to, uh, to speak. Um, so I guess uh, I'll start with, you know, what what it was like before I came into the program. Um, so I have struggled with this disease for most of my life. I'm almost 28 now, and I think it started probably when I was 10, um, when, with each passing year assuming more serious proportions in terms of, you know, how hard was I binging. Um, that's my thing, by the way. I'm a binge eater. I have tried to purge. I have tried to, you know, purge with exercise, but uh, I'm just a, a binge eater through and through. So, um, you know, as I think many of us have, I tried all of the all of the usual things: the pills, the supplements, the diets, the you know, intense exercise plans that I could only maintain for a week or a few days. Um, and, you know, there were times where my weight was very low. I think my lowest weight was probably about 160 pounds. Um, and by the time I came into this program in March of 2018, um, I was, my last reported weight was 337 pounds, but I was probably at or above 350 um, so basically the, the number that I could get down to on the scale through dieting and self-will kept, you know, wasn't getting any, it, that was going up. So, you know, I could only hit like 200, 220, but then the top end was going up as well. And so, uh, I, I came in honestly and what I mean by that is I had sort of tried OA several times before and not, not given it a chance. Like I had most of my two feet out the door uh, when I was in the meetings. And uh, I didn't really work the program. I just was like, you know, felt like I couldn't relate and sort of found all of these ways in which my story was different and why I didn't need the program. Um, so fast forward to March of 2018, um, and I'm, I'm losing the ability to walk. Uh, it is physically so painful for me to hold myself up, right, that uh, I, I, I can't for more than a minute or two. Um, and I'm a graduate student. Uh, and, you know, if I can't walk, if I can't do this basic part of, uh, you know, human functioning, I can't continue. Uh, and so, and it wasn't just that. There was also a lot of, a lot of depression, a lot of suicidality, and my family was very concerned. Um, so I, I honestly gave the program a chance in 2018, March 2018, and I had almost a year of abstinence. Um, I lost probably 130 pounds in that year. 
or close to a year. Um, and then, uh, you know, especially because this is a relapse and recovery meeting, I really want to talk about the relapse part. Um, and so for me, what that looked like was, I've heard this shared before, is that I, before I take that first compulsive bite, it really starts way before that in my head. Um, it starts with uh, letting go of that the spiritual program of action, uh, you know, letting go of 10 steps, letting go of, you know, prayer and meditation. Uh, and then because of that, I lose contact or lose my connection with my higher power. And then I'm back in the food. And that's exactly what happened. I started to rest on my laurels. I thought, you know, I was getting so much praise and acknowledgement because of my rapid weight loss. I thought, uh, you know, famous last words, I got this. And, uh, you know, sure enough, I did not have this. Um, and I don't anticipate that I will ever have this. Um, so that was how I ended up in relapse was was really letting go of the parts of the program that seemed inconvenient, uh, that seemed, you know, like I just didn't feel like doing them. And, um, and my best thinking gets me to, you know, 350 pounds. That's what happens. So uh, that, that was, you know, sometime around March, yeah, I guess February or March of 2019, and I spent basically that period of time until August in relapse, um, you know, trying to, and it was just, you know, as it said, like, I picked up, picked up right where I left off. It was like there hadn't been any, uh, like, I hadn't been in program at all. It was like I was right back in the disease. I was right back to binging on as much as I had been before, the same thing. There was, uh, you know, my disease had been progressing while I was in recovery, and it was certainly there to meet me when I went into relapse. So, um, so how did I, well, I guess I'll just say, so then I came back into program in August, and then left again in November. And um, it took me from November until 55 days ago, 55 days of abstinence, um, to, to become willing to work this program. And so I, I will try and share, um, you know, really what helped me to get out of relapse. Um, so I think this, I'll focus on this most recent uh, relapse, which uh, was, you know, maybe 10 months. And I think it was sort of strange because I wasn't, so I stopped working the program. It was like I, I stopped picking up the phone, people called, I stopped going to meetings, I, all of it. Like, I just, when I withdraw from program, I cut everyone off. I cut everything about OA off. I don't want it in my life. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and 
much in isolation with my disease. Um, and, but for some reason, I wasn't picking up the food. And I was continuing to lose weight. And in my mind, you know, that's the only criterion for happiness. That number on the scale. And as soon as it gets to that magic number, you know, I'll be fixed. Right? Everything will be better. Um, all of my hopes and dreams will magically come to fruition. So that was my justification for not coming back for a while was I don't fucking need this. I'm losing weight. I don't need to, I don't need a program because obviously I have got this. Despite the fact that I was not just miserable, I was suicidal. Um, and then the food behavior started again. And then it was really, really bad. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me talk about how, like, what got me out of relapse. I think for me, the, the part that I've struggled with, but the part that always gets me back into program is uh, seeing some something that gives me hope. And when I'm in relapse, I, I have a very difficult time having hope in anything. My life feels pointless. Existence feels pointless. There, it just seems like, why bother? Why fucking bother with anything? And um, so what really, what has worked for me as a source of hope, because I'm so... Uh, Sort of determined, I've determined my own fate. I've determined that I'm doomed. I'm fucked. I'm everything will just continue to get worse in my life. I have to look outside of myself for help or for hope, I should say. Um, and that comes from seeing other people in the rooms and seeing, like, I don't question their recovery. If somebody's, you know, talking about how they're living the promises or their life is beyond their wildest dreams. I don't question that, um, thankfully. Um, I question, I certainly question whether that can happen for me when I'm in relapse, but, um, I don't question that about other people's experience. And to me, you know, if I can get past that sort of, I'm so different, I'm so unique, um, and say, this, all of these people around me are doing this. They're working this spiritual program of action, and they are relieved of the obsession. They are maintaining a healthy body weight or working towards one. They do not feel compelled to eat the way they used to, and they're doing it happily for the most part. They have a sense of peace and joy, and that has really been... I think the main, one of the main things that has gotten me out of relapse is is that sense of hope that I absorb through osmosis just by seeing other people. Um, now, something else I want to mention, which is also has also been very important in my coming out of relapse, is that I'm very close with my, my mom, dad, and sisters, and my family, and. Uh, like I said, my mental health in this disease, you know, I'm either going to kill myself with the food or I'm going to do it some other way, basically, is what it comes down to. And 
always in those places where I had built armor around my heart and I had blocked out the world and I had walls up in my mind about what I did or didn't need or who I was going to be in contact with uh, or you know whether or not I needed connection. You know, my parents would talk to me and they, they were scared, were terrified that we're going to lose you. And that, like I said, is a power far greater than myself because that pierced right through that armor that hit me so hard. To hear that from your own mom, dad, and sister, that they're terrified that you're going to die is, I mean, it, it was very painful, but it was because it was through the love that I feel from them that they got through. They got past my disease when nothing else could, and they got through to me. And so uh, those, I would say, are really the two things that hope and love that have gotten me out of relapse. Um, and I know that every time I've come back from relapse, um, you know, knock on wood, that was the last time, but, <laughs> um, I am just welcomed back into this program with such people are so gentle and so understanding and so supportive. And that's the love. That's part of the love for me the other part being my family but uh, and then to combine that with the experience strength and hope that everyone else uh, has uh, through working this program it's an it's just enough to get me going it's just enough to give me the willingness to, to work this program and say you know what I'm, I'm really unsure if this could possibly work but I'm going to try it. And just to really put in context how miraculous this program is, and I don't use that word lightly or often, but 56 days ago when I was in the food, I was ready to die. I was just, I was ready to sign off of life. And uh, three days later, three days of talking to my sponsor daily, two outreach calls a day, one meeting a day, and a little bit of reading and writing, I had found the hope in life. I had found I didn't want to die in three days. And that to me, as somebody who struggled with major depression for a long time, that kind of shift is never is not something I've ever experienced with any sort of outside help or meditation or anything. And it's just this program and it's the support. And what I'm finding in these last 55 days is that as much as I really hate, not hate, but as difficult as it is for me to make outreach calls, um, the commitment that I have to doing two a day, no matter what. It's just like I get to lean into this beautiful network of support and rely on other people and ask for help. And that's 
you know, that's the great thing. One of the many great things about this program is that I can just ask for help. And, you know, somebody's going to pick up and they're going to, you know, give me some guidance. And they're not going to judge me. They're not going to say, well, you should figure this shit out on your own. Like, I don't know why you're trying to talk to me about it. Um, and so I think what's, what's keeping me abstinent is, you know, aside from working the tools and the steps, is connection. Just staying connected to people every day, through meetings, through the phone, um, being of service when I can, uh, and going out of my way to be of service if it's not, you know, initially super convenient. Whatever it is, it's like the connection with all of you keeps me uh, keeps me sane one day at a time. Well, I'll just wrap up with, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm immensely grateful for the opportunity to, to speak. Um, and I would welcome texts or calls from any of you at any time. And thank you so much for letting me share.